welcome back to Educate Ebony, the metal edition. In case you've realized I'm running out of ways to introduce the episode, usually say ahoy or just hello. If you've got any any tips for me. Anyway, uh, how good was last episode? Andy Marsh from Thy Art is Murder. I don't know if you could tell, but I definitely fangailed a bit. Internally, I internalized it, of course, because I had to play it cool. Got to play it cool in front of the big, famous musician. But he was really great to chat to. And... Uh, the album that Andy Marsh thinks that we need to listen to as the number one metal album is Beauty and the Breakdown by Bury Your Dead. I listened to it. Did you? Did you go for a run? Running doesn't get any easier, but I keep trying. Anyway, the album itself, I really liked it. I mean, Andy pretty much sold it to me in our chat anyway, but yeah, it really does just take you right through. The album structure itself is just, it's very easy to listen to just got lost. It was a great time. The first three songs blended so well. I didn't even realize that three songs had played. I thought it was just one big long one because I didn't even look at the time. So I really liked that aspect. And I think that in an album like this, where you have to listen to the album as a whole, it's very hard to pick your favorite songs. But if I have to, I would pick Poison Apple and Mirror Mirror as my two faves. But then, you know, the first track, House of Straw, also that intro, yeah. That's some good stuff. That'll put you in the mood for any sort of exercise, good time, you name it. That's what you put on. This, this album is what you put on. And of course, got to do a little, um, little shameless plug for my socials. Come interact with me. Come talk to me. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Educate Ebony. Very simple, very easy. Yeah. If you like what's happening, let me know. Or if you want to see anyone on the podcast, let me know. Anyway, let's get to this episode. I'm very excited. It's going to be great. Okay. For this episode of Educate Ebony, I would love to introduce Janine Morkos. She is the woman behind Dallas Does PR, where she offers publicity services, specifically music PR, and has been working in the heavy industry for over two decades. Dallas, in case you're wondering, is her beautiful Boston Terrier, who's a huge fan of shoes. And he once starred on the cover of Blunt Magazine alongside Let Live and Fever 333's Jason Alon Butler. Janine is a close friend of ours at Wall of Sound, and we're very lucky to have such a busy lady on the podcast. So, Janine, welcome. Oh, thank you, and thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Have to include Dallas, though. He's a he's a star. Uh, always, always. He's the superstar, and he's obviously the brand of the business and <laughs> the one that all rock star loves. You know, every rock star loves that dog, so thank you. <laughs> he's living the life, I tell you. <laughs> does trust me and I know that you've worked with so many bands and artists you know working in PR you know the Polaris boys are basically your children so do you have a a favorite memory with a band or an artist that you've worked with over the years oh god big question it's really tough (laughs) one it really is because it's so broad as well because I don't know there are just so many amazing memories and I've been so fortunate and lucky to have been involved and worked with so many artists who a lot of them have also become, you know, dear friends. So it's quite nice when you do get to work with your mates on an upcoming album from around the world. So and having that small sort of part in the role. But, um, oh, that's a tricky one. I can't really say because it's just so many. Can't play favourites. <laughs> no, and I don't. I try not to. Some of them all think that they're my favourites, but they're all equally my favourites. So... <laughs> I try and be fair, you know, not to have anyone get upset or anything like that. 
Very true. Very true. <laughs> All right. Surely it would never get old though, working a PR campaigning, like hearing the album for the first time before anyone else. Like surely that's just like a big, I don't know, big tick working in the music industry. It's a really cool thing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, being an independent publicist and choosing the artists you get to work with and the campaigns that are presented to you is you know, you kind of have your say of who you want to work with. And when you do agree to working a certain campaign, you are obviously already excited by it and already a fan of the artist or, um, you know, if it's a developing artist, you're already believing the artist and believing in their future growth. So I never get sick of hearing, you know, new music and getting excited about setting up a campaign. And I feel very lucky to have a lot of them under my belt and still continue to do so. Oh, well, out of all the music that you heard... What is the one metal album I need to hear? <laughs> so the one metal album I have chosen is Killswitch Engage's Alive or Just Breathing. Oh, okay. Was this a hard decision? Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many metal albums that I love and that have had an impact in my life. And um, I kept, you know, tossing and turning between a few of them. But I think this one resonated the most purely because it holds a really special spot in my heart and I guess the band's been an important part of my career as well, you know, being involved in some of their album campaigns and just, yeah, I just remember the first time listening to it and how it resonated with me. I think it's the reason why I chose this album. Oh, amazing. When did you first hear it? What were you doing? Where were you? I remember this very clearly. So... I was living in Sydney and I was friends with this band from Melbourne and my best friend at the time who was also living in Sydney was dating one of the members in the band and so the band had some shows in Brisbane because she was doing long distance you know the band were like why don't you and your friend just come up and hang out with us for the weekend so we drove up and I remember being at the venue for the first show and while the guys were setting up they put on Alive With Just Breathing and they were like, have you heard this album? I'm like, who is this? And I just remember from like the moment it just, they hit play and just hearing like the guitar and the drums and then Jesse screaming, it just like immediately captured me. And I was like, oh my God, this is actually really sick. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just remember it just had that immediate impact and it was the one album we literally listened to for that entire weekend. So that was the first time I actually heard, yeah, Alive Will Just Breathe In. Wow. What, because obviously, you know, it's the memories that go along with when you first hear an album, but like years down the track, what do you think makes this album so great for you that you just keep coming back to? I just think the songs, I just think, you know, the, the album is just a solid album from start to finish. Like there's no one song that you just want to hear skip or repeat on you know what I mean it's just like one of those things where you hit play and you literally listen to it from start to finish and I just think you know the production on it still is something that you'd listen to now and still would think it was an album that was recorded now you know which is what 19 years later from when it was first released and I think you know Adam D the guitarist in the band you know producing the record um and has been known to be one of the best metalcore producers, you know, producing some of the most iconic metalcore albums in the last 20 years, I think has its weight as well. So, yeah, it's just one of those albums. And I still go from time to time and listen to it and go, fuck, (laughs) 
this album is still so solid. <laughs> yeah, nice. I know that I have I have seen Kill Switch Engage live, but I've never like actually listened to an album of theirs. I think they were just supporting oh, really? someone. Yeah, so I saw them went like, yeah. this is pretty cool. And then I've heard like random songs everywhere, but I've never sat down and listened to, yeah, one of their albums. A also, album. yeah, they changed vocalists as well. So this was obviously their second album as a band, but it was this was original vocalist Jesse Leach. Yeah. And it was their first album signed to Roadrunner Records. So it was the first album they had on a major label. And so after they released this album, Jesse actually left the band. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so he left the band as they were starting to blow up. He was just you know, he was dealing with a lot of mental health stuff and being away from his wife and, you know, just wasn't really for him. So he completely quit music. And Jesse now is like a very dear friend of mine. Like, you know, we hang out all the time when I'm in New York. I see him. We spend time together. We've had dinner parties at my house where he's come over to my house and cooked dinner and spoiled Dallas. <laughs> and, you know, he's a very special friend and so is the rest of the members. But, um, yeah, so he left after this album was released and didn't come back until a few albums afterwards. So they had Howard Jones for a few albums. And I always, and not, I'm not trying to be biased, but I've always <laughs> said that he was my favourite vocalist in Killsuit. And I still stand by this. Just his vocal range, everything from like his growls and screams to his clean singing. I just think he's just such a great vocalist. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So like 19 years ago, I don't know where we were 19 years ago, but I assume you were like getting into the music industry when you heard that album, were you like, I'd love to work with a band like this? Yeah, so I was 19 when this album came out when I first heard it. I started off as being a female drummer. I used to play drums cool. in an all-girls band. What? Yeah, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So in high school, I always wanted to be a guitarist, but I sucked. My fingers are short and stubby. <laughs> terrible at guitar my brother tried to teach me got fed up told me I sucked and never try again so then I was like oh maybe I have rhythm so I thought I'd just try and play drums and then I was quite decent at playing the drum kit and so I was in an all-girls high school band and we used to play everything from like Veruca Salt to Nirvana and Alanis Morissette and I was a little grunge kid in high school. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then it wasn't until about I was like 16, 17 when I started getting into metal. I loved like everything from Tool and I started getting into a lot of the Roadrunner bands, which much later down the track, I started working for Roadrunner, but I li listened to everything from like Slipknot to Machine Head, Cold Chamber, all that sort of stuff. So I was already like dabbling into the metal stuff, but then Killswitch really got me into metalcore. So um, yeah, so that was what when I was 19, a few years later, and then that's when my love for heavy music just expanded. Oh, my goodness. What a story. That's so good. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then to, like, what, hearing the album and then, like, becoming friends. I don't know. I would have fangirled real hard <laughs> if that were me. Well, yeah, it was just like I think when I started working at Roadrunner, I was like, is this really happening? Because all of these artists really influenced me wanting to be in music and, and then working for a label that I admired and I, I loved and I loved the fact that they always had this family mentality, not only for the artists, but inside the label. I hands down always say that I loved working for Road on Us and I would do it again in a heartbeat, you know, if we could go back in time. 
purely because of the artists I got to work with and the way I was able to grow as a publicist. I wouldn't be the publicist I am today if they had not given me the chance. So, yeah, it was definitely a pinch me moment when, you know, you go from listening to all these artists and then you're like working with them. I remember when I even started working like Slipknot, I'm like, oh my God, like I played one of your songs, you know, from your self-titled album during my HSC on drums, you know, and Soulfly too. Like I played played a Soulfly song in my drum performance wow. from HSC. And then I worked with this label working with these bands. So yeah, it was definitely like a pinch me moment back then. Oh my God. And obviously you've listened to the album for the past 19 years, but when, is there a certain aspect that you really love that maybe like I definitely wouldn't hear because it's my first time listening? Like, should I look out for a certain riff and a certain song or something specific, just something that you like? I think you like the song structure more than anything. I think the way they do their song structures on this album is really cool because a lot of the songs start off real heavy and real fast and then the choruses will then go like Jesse will go into his like singing mode and it'd be like catchy as hell so then you'll start learning the lyrics to the choruses and then you'll start feeling like you know you know all the song and yeah I just think the song structure and everything um and just pointing out just the way they break everything up from you know the dynamics and the diversity in each song I think is pretty cool oh awesome I mean so once you'd heard this album and it was huge for you. Were you like, cool, what's the next one? Or what's the one before? How did the other one stack up? After listening to Kill Switch, I think it just opened my mind on listening to other albums and other artists that were in the same realm as Kill Switch. So I just started to double more into other artists that were quite similar. You know, I started getting into bands like Hatebreed. God, I can't even think of the rest off the top of my head. But there were like so many other artists that were like, at that same time that I was like, oh, oh, this is cool. Oh, oh, yeah, this is rad. So it definitely opened up my mind to exploring other artists that are in the same realm. Yeah, and especially with, what, Metalcore and it's – I don't know when Metalcore began. When did Metal – when did it ha- – anyway, but, you know. <laughs> I think it was like the 90s. I think it was the 90s. I think bands like, yeah, Hatebreed were really the ones who kind of started to, I guess – form this sub-genre of metal that was like metal and hardcore kind of fused in together. So then, you know, bands like Killswitch Engage, you know, even back then there was like, what, As I Lay Dying. I'm so bad at trying to remember things off the top of my head. Oh, but so am I. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe like bands like Hatebreed and stuff were really the ones who were really forging forward like that metalcore, hardcore sort of sound. Yeah. So then obviously it's evolved a lot and, you know, we're in 2021 now. Do you think it's going to stand up, this album, Alive or Just Breathing? Is it going to stand up in like another 19 years or so? Oh, 100%. Yeah? I feel like if it's around 19 years, why not for another 19? Yeah, look, I just think this is going to be like, you know, for young kids who are discovering heavy music and are discovering bands like Killswitch, I think, you know, going back to albums like Alive or Just Breathing would definitely be something that would really resonate with them as well and just understand the history not only of the band but of their sound and why they're so known for you know their sick guitar slicks and their epic breakdowns and Jesse's diverse vocal range I just think all of that would definitely resonate with them and you know the quality of the recording still stands up as if it's been recorded today so 
I think, yeah, 100%, it'll definitely stand its time. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, and my, my favorite question, how should I listen to it? What are my listening notes? Oh, I love listening to this album when I'm running. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you run often? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> or a light jog, just a light jog or a walk. You know, outside while you're getting some fresh air, I generally find if I've had a really crappy day and I need to get out some frustration, I just think, I don't know, it's something about jogging and running yeah. to the sound yeah. of beats of the songs. I don't know what it is, but it just pushes me harder to run harder and I feel so much better when I'm done. This is good because um, I've run for a few episodes now, <laughs> a few albums, and I oh, feel really? like, yeah, I think last episode, Andy Marsh said I needed to run. And then I ran for episode two, Jack Void of Vision, ran for him as well. So I think this is just an exercise on like, let's get Ebony fit. Let's get her into running. I hate running, but I'll do it. I'll do it for you <laughs> and for the album. <laughs> It's one of those feel-good albums. The album's meant to have, like, feel-good message, you know, and so I feel like, you know, when you're feeling crappy and you're feeling down, you put it on and it just makes you feel good again afterwards. It's my go-to for those things, yeah. Get the air in the lungs, get the heart beating. Yeah. Good vibes, you know. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. I'm going to get so good at running. I'm actually excited. I'm ready to be fit. Oh, hell yeah. you and me both. (laughs) That's next year's problem, though. It'll happen next year. Maybe not today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to add about this album that you want us to know at all? Not really, but um, all I can say, it's it definitely won't disappoint. And I think if you have not heard it, that you should play it now. Oh, all right. There we have it. The one metal album that Janine Marcus thinks that you and I should listen to is Alive or Just Breathing by Killswitch Engage. Thank you so much for your wisdom, Janine. I can't wait to listen to it from your point of view. Oh, thank you for having me on and I hope you enjoy it. Definitely. Thank you so much. Killswitch, you know, yeah, they're still a part of my life, you know, and they're lifelong friends. So it's nice to talk about a band that's definitely worthy and dudes that I just absolutely love and adore. 